I am going to say that the next few people you are seeing on stage are probably the most important people for this entire symposium. They are the next generation delegates. Next generation, come and show us how it's done. Panel file on behind me. The audience will be very impressed. Thank you. Take your seats, next gen. So I am thinking Cedric Habiyamaria is going to tell us and show us how a panel is done with energy and gusto. Uh, no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Femi. It's a great honor and a pleasure to be here. And uh, thanks to the Chicago Council on Global Affairs to, for having us. My name is Cedric Habiyamaria. I am from Rwanda originally and a PhD candidate in crop science at Washington State University. Um, I will start by telling a little bit what the next generation is. And as a former next generation delegate, uh, I want to share or highlight my experience from last year. And we'll see if it's going to be the same experience you guys had or even better. Um, the council helps positioning um, the next generation delegation that is comprised of um, exceptional students from universities throughout the United States and across the globe uh, studying agriculture and related uh, disciplines. So those to take global leadership role through involvement in uh, uh, programs and fellowship designed to enhance their global acumen and expand their professional networks. So they are exceptional students because uh, all of them are interested in developing a holistic uh, understanding of the conceptual challenges around the global food security and become among the players in finding solutions to those challenges and address them. So I have had the opportunity to be uh, among the next generation delegates for the, the Council's uh, Global Food Security Symposium last year. And this has given me the opportunity to meet the, with the leaders in global agriculture, sustainable food systems, nutrition, policy makers, and like various settings, actually. And on top of that, it gave me the opportunity to network with my uh, fellow uh, next generation delegates and it gave us like where we connected and discussed ideas, hatch plans and developed uh, lifelong relationships and the collaboration. So, which is good, like actually it doesn't stop there because it has opened a lot of doors of opportunities for me uh, where I end up serving as the youngest member of uh, the global uh, the Agriculture Task Force uh, of the Chicago Council on Global Affairs, which uh, some of you read the report that was released today. So basically, it doesn't stop there unless you want it to <laughs> stop there, but you can keep climbing. So this year, uh, your cohort, the next generation delegation, uh, comprised of 20 students uh, from universities throughout the United States and across the globe studying food, health, and related disciplines. So I would like to start uh, going around, starting with you, Jelly. Uh, we introduce yourself and say 
where you are from, where you are studying, and what you are studying. And okay. then, Jay, you can go on and share. Hi, I am Jali. I am from the Philippines. I am a lawyer. You might be surprised what does a law student doing <laughs> in water and food security. Um, symposium. So basically, when I learn about this particular symposium, I know I need to be there. I need to tell you you need lawyers for you to protect the rights of the farmers and the fishermen. Mm -hmm. I am doing my PhD in law at the University of Turin, but I took my LLM here in DC. So it's like coming to DC is like coming home because I finished my LLM in government procurement and environmental law at George Washington Law School. Jay? Hi, everyone. Um, I am a native uh, to Washington, DC area. Um, I attend the University of Pennsylvania where I'm receiving my bachelor's um, in environmental science, concentrating in sustainability and environmental management, um, and I'm minoring in economic policy. I'm also a fellow at the Prairie World House of International Affairs. Shen. Hi. Mm -hmm. Hi everyone, my name is Shen. I'm originally from Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. Um, I'm a student at the Cornell School of Hotel Administration and have a very different background, well, slightly different background compared to a lot of people here, but I promise it doesn't tell the entire story of why I'm here and I can delve more into that story later on in the panel. Nice. So we as the next generation uh, are inheriting the problem set that we've talked about extensively today and of course this symposium. Um, I don't want always like point you, but you, <laughs> in your introduction you said, yeah, what's the lawyer student doing here? I want you to Tell us what motivates you to be part of this confronting of this problem. So maybe anybody who has a question of what this lawyer student doing here, they have an answer. Well, I came from the Philippines. Um, I came from a very poor family. My, my grandfather was a farmer who died at the age of 90 without owning a land. <laughs> Imagine that. And then when I became a lawyer, I represented communities. I was the counsel who fought for the right of small-scale fish cage operators in Taal Lake. I was the council who fought for the right of my communities to preserve the water reservoir against um, irresponsible open pit mining. I was the council for small communities. And actually, it's like you're talking about the, the rights of the people for equitable share of natural resources. And we talk about rights, you know, that there are violations that are happening. And when those rights are compromised, who will be there to represent them, mm. right? So basically, my, my being a poor, poor um, person, is like, it's, it's, there, there is a passion in me that I, I want to make a difference. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that if I wasn't there to protect my grandfather's right to the land that he was stealing for like nine, 90 years to be. It's like I have to be there that those other farmers and small scale um, fishermen in my country will be represented. So basically that is where I am coming from. And, and I know that when I took my, my, my masters here, actually it, it was, it was uh, an exit an exit way to my, my country because I was also an anti-corruption lawyer. Mm. And I cheated that so many times. <laughs> Believe me, it, it, was, it was a difficult undertaking. 
but I said, they, they need lawyers, not only lawyers with, have, with, with the passion to make a difference, they need lawyers with the competence to, to, to help these people. And for you to be competent, you need to study. And that is why I, I am here. I am listening from experts in the field because how can I represent my people if I don't know about crop science, if I don't know about water? So basically, that is why I'm here. I'm here listening to other delegates. We've been, we've been discussing since yesterday, and believe me, I've learned so much from them. I've learned so much from everyone in the panel. And I know that all of those learning, I can help them in building a case so that when the, the rise of my people to this equitable share of natural resources and water, I know the technicalities, and I can, I can help them protect this right. It is so interesting how we have like a diverse background, and I would like to tap on you, Shen, because you have entrepreneurship uh, experience and a lot of work you've been doing, and I would like, uh, in echoing her, what motivates you to, when you see these issues that are happening, what motivates you to step in and feel like you can be part of the change agents? Yeah, so I think there are two big things that really motivate me. Um, the first thing really is the utter frustration that I feel with the food system mm -hmm. in combination with the incredible optimism that I have for the future of our food system because I think we live in a world with incredible challenges and overwhelming challenges in meeting our future food needs, but we also live in a world where the pace of scientific and technological advances is mm. really unparalleled. Um, you know, so a lot of my work is in how, did, how does technological innovation play a role in the future of our food system? And that was the very mission that led me to write my book called Hungry for Disruption. Can um, you tell us more about the, the book? For sure. Yes. So the book, Hungry for Disruption, How Tech Innovations Will Nourish 10 Billion by 2050, mm -hmm. is really how, about how techno technological innovations in clean meat, in CRISPR, in you know, genomics and vertical farming, and how it's all going to play a role in helping us to reimagine our food system mm -hmm. and really help us define um, solutions to a whole new set of challenges that we're facing today. Mm. And that process has really motivated me. You know, I've been able to talk to entrepreneurs at the cusp of the technological innovations that I speak of um, in various fields. I've been able to talk to investors, you know, really funding the next agri-food tech revolution. I've talked to scientists who are working on things like CRISPR that is really providing solutions to mm -hmm. a lot of the problems that we're talking of today. And let me tell you, a lot of these conversations, they mm -hmm. end with hope. So my hope with you know, my work and, um, is really to be able to try to empower entrepreneurs and get young people, you know, get their hands into food and agriculture um, because it's important. Very interesting. Um, Jay, uh, it looks like you are involved in a lot of things, <laughs> pretty much. And, uh, but most importantly, uh, the environmental sense when you're co concentrating on sustainability and environmental management, that also goes to international relations and public policy. Yeah. So what, what puts you into that? And uh, so far, what is your experience? Yeah, so um, the first motivation I received was from my grandfather. Um, he's from Zimbabwe, and uh, a lot of my childhood, he explained to me the challenges he had with malnourishment and uh, water scarcity. 
um, before coming to America. Um, and then I had the opportunity to study abroad uh, in Berlin and the Netherlands and seeing some of uh, their technology and the ways that they've been able to uh, kind of combat some of these challenges um, opened up the idea that I should possibly take or should be bringing some of these techno technological advancements mm -hmm. to these areas that are, are deprived of these resources um, and abilities. Um, so that led me to the public policy because um, in my fellowship I was able to, or I am currently writing a um, public policy proposal for Lagos, Nigeria on how to effectively um, communicate energy strategy um, and the development of energy resources um, within, the, uh, within the city. Um, and from there, I'm looking to connect the nexus between um, energy, water, and food resiliency to kind of answer or find solutions to mitigate the cost of uh, these problems. Yeah. Very interesting. So as, as, as uh, the next generation, uh, we are the future leaders and we, are, we have a lot of potentials ahead of us. And uh, if I will go at, like, in one word or two, going to every one of you, what, would, what message will you give to the millennials or youth out there uh, for them to be, to inspire them to be involved in what's, or to be aware of what is going on around the world in terms of global food security and their involvement? Just in simple words, what would you tell them? Well, I would start maybe with uh, Shen. So, which, the millennial generation? Yeah, millennial generation, because uh, we, we get, like, as a new uh, future generation, we get the platform to be able to, even not just in being involved, but also to inspire others. In a sense, Okay. Whatever so, possible for you, but so we have uh, less than we have a minute. Okay. So there's a lot I want to say, but I think, yeah. as I mentioned before, hope and action and advocacy is so important. I think so much of our political and global discussions are so um, not as focused on food and agriculture as it should be. Mm. A lot of it is focused traditionally on en energy. Um, but as a lot of us know, like food and agriculture contributes up to 29% of global greenhouse gas emissions. But yet a lot of our conversations are within the energy space. Good. Jay, do you have something? Um, I would say it's two-part communication and a second part is resiliency. Um, I think that, you know, in the day of age, I mean, the day that we are into now, um, it's really important to use all the resources we have. Um, we've talked, I've heard other panelists talk about social media um, and the fact that we're able to communicate in ways that aren't saving our planet, I think we need to take more action in this area. Um, and then just, um, self, not, not just self-promotion, but supporting each other uh, when we have ideas um, as youth or in, in, as the next generation, um, supporting them, getting behind each other, mm -hmm. and kind of helping the sustainability of each project, I think is really important because until we actually try and um, see the results, Nothing can so, really change. Jelly, in five seconds in you five have, seconds. what can you say? In five <laughs> seconds, let's go out and did what your pres former president said. You know, we can do so much if we are given the freedom to dream. So I came from a developing country, the Philippines, and that dream, although I didn't have that freedom, made me come this far. So I want the, the millennials to dream. And I thank people from countries like the U.S that are giving opportunities to us 
to follow our dreams. Thank you. So basically telling them if when you believe in the beauty of your dreams, they become true and always whatever you do, connect it to the global issues. Okay. It's a pleasure having you here and uh, thank you very much for your kind attention. Panel, I have, a, I have a quick question for you before you go. Is there anybody in this room that you would like to work with or for? <laughs> because this is a good time. Anybody? Yes? No? Who uh, would you like to? Your no, future. I, who is your future employer? So I don't know who my future employer is. Um, yes. However, if you're out there, um, I'm interested in finding different ways or finding, using technology to find solutions, uh, like I said, to mitigate costs to different technologies such as like water uh, management. Do they need to come find you? No, no, I'll find them. You'll find them. All right, hands. that's what they need. Okay. Hands. And me, I want to work for Multilateral Development Bank because I know that when you have projects in developing country and you said eradicate poverty, I'm a best example. I did eradicate poverty through grants from private sectors, through grants from institutions. So I think if you want to a person that can really deliver, I mean, I am here. All right, very good. Um, this is my future role as a careers assistant. Okay, uh, where do you um, see yourself in, in a year's time? Where do, where do you want to be? So, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. I would, I, it's hard for me to say an employer. Yeah. And, you know, my job really is to help build and support a better, more sustainable, more inclusive food system. And I think I need to work with everyone in this room to be able to make that happen. Cedric finishes his PhD in July. Yes. So after you sleep for a month, <laughs> what <laughs> do you want to do next? So what I want to do next, my career aspirations are into international agricultural development, focusing on research, development, and policy. Uh, and uh, This lady's nodding. She might give you a job. Oh, OK. Now I got All it. Right.